What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Naked Men podcast. I am, of course, Nathan, and with me, as always, is... Who are you? I am Garrett of Rivia. Nice. nice. So you're Henry Cavill. I'm Henry Cavill. I wish I was Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill has, like, such a good time, I think. Uh, the only thing I, I know about him is, like, he's in, he's in um, the Witcher series. He's in his Man of Steel. Like those are pretty. He's Superman. Those are like two pretty good like pop culture icons you could play, and he's enough time to build like a fucking good ass gaming PC, and everyone loves it. I watched him in a movie with Sir Ben Kingsley on Netflix okay. the other day. Yeah, well, like a week or so ago, and he was pretty good. He was playing like the classic grizzled cop. Really. Yeah, what movie Grizz- was it? I feel like Ben Kingsley takes anything under the sun. He's like the Bruce Willis of England. Oh, God, I don't remember what it was called. But it's one thing about, <laughs> like, a serial killer. Uh, Henry Cavill Ben Also, Kingsley. good name. Henry Cavill. That's a very good name. Night Hunter. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty good. Like, it wasn't, it's not the best movie ever made, but it's not, it's not a bad watch. Yeah. Yeah, Ben Kingsley is in pretty much everything. Mm. <laughs> Nine I mean, out of ten sure. films you watch. Yeah, he's there. He was in a Thundercats movie. No, not Thundercats, Thunderbirds. He's got a voice for it, hasn't he? To be a Thunderbird. Yes, he was the, he was the, he's a bad guy, I want to say. Not going to lie, Night Hunter's got a 5.9 on IMDb. Not that great. Yeah, I say it's a fine movie. It's not. It's not bad. It's just classic yeah. grizzled cop trying to work out who did the murders. But it does then... have Henry Cavill in like a in like shabby grizzled hair. That might be worth it. And it's got Alexander Daddario. Yep. Who I don't want to be sexist. I don't want to be a pig. But it's hot as shit. The best <laughs> nation I've ever seen in any, in any film or series is in True Detective. Where she gets, you know, she gets naked and it's like, oh, I believe in Jesus now. <laughs> Bless her. Bless her. I hope, we, hope she's not listening. She uh, I hope she a is. Bit, like, creeped on now. Everyone does, especially in this podcast. Pretty much, pretty much. But uh, <laughs> let's let's talk, let's talk about the the elephant in the room. Let's talk about One Division. Yeah, Elephant in the Room. Update. Spoilers alert. Spoilers. Yeah. The Maybe world how it is. This, is. this is the biggest uh, news story of the week, I want to say. Like, uh, Trump, Trump is not around anymore on their social media platform. So, One Division is the next biggest thing. Yep. It's just Twitter and that parish council meeting. Uh, <laughs> that's all it is One Division and that. And that's it. That's it. But yeah. One Division is kind of fantastic. It's so weird. Uh, it's the exact mix between like weird sitcom and mystery, and I like I've loved every episode so far. Yeah, same. Uh, only watched the latest one this morning before we before we started recording. And man, what a ride! What an unexpected <laughs> yeah. twist at the end. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, I'm going to go straight into ter- spoiler territory. People don't watch Wonder Vision. What are you doing in life? So. Um, yes, so we have Evan Peters, who was in um, the the kind of really uh, it wasn't terrible. The the, the latest X Men 
trilogy or quadrilogy or whatever it was. And he he played Quicksilver in like three of the films. I haven't even watched Dark Phoenix. Phoenix because apparently it's terrible. Um, but he was really good. Like he was like the best part of um, uh, what the fuck. Day after tomorrow, the days of future past, apocalypse, and I presume, um, I presume Dark Phoenix, because he had like really great scenes. Like every uh, in the in the two films I watched, they were like, oh, really good Quicksilver scenes, and he's very he's very good. I, I like him a lot as an actor, and he gives like a look. He is maybe not exactly like the comic books, but. That's fine. Just do your own iteration. I mean, I don't really care. Uh, it, yeah, he's a very charismatic Quicksilver. He's a lot more... I feel like there's a lot more to him than the Aaron... The, the one in Age of Ultron. The one we saw for, like, one film, and then he died, and he was like, oh, I didn't, he didn't see that coming. And he, he got shot by Ultron. Um, but yeah, this... I, I like that he did this, because it's like the... And it's a smart thing to do because even though these films weren't great, the last several X-Men films weren't great at all. Um, I don't even think Days of people love Days of Future Past. I don't think it's that good at all. I think X-Men, uh, I think First Class is excellent and the best X-Men film. Days of Future Past is very okay. Um, he He's a lot more charismatic. He's a lot more that character to the, to the eyes of the viewer. So people know him as Quicksilver. Really, he's the best. Is the only the best live live action version of Quicksilver we've had. So it's a very smart move, and with the fact that Marvel are, have already bought Fox, we we know eventually Fantastic Four and X Men are going to come into the MCU. This is maybe the first step to it, because obviously he was in X Men. He is an X Men. Scarlet Witch or Wanda. Even though she's never been called Scarlet Witch in, in the MCU, Wanda really was an X Men first, so maybe this is the the pavement to join the M- the X Men's the MCU. I think it probably is going to be like it has to be at this point. They can't present him as Quicksilver and not have him be the X Man or yes. anything like that. Uh, not talking so, about what happened in his past. I did like the fact that they run about. Uh, they don't call her Scarlet Witch in the in the MCU, but they did that bit in this episode where the guy was like, well, what's her superhero name? What is it? Does she have one? And the guy was like, no. No. (laughs) It's just Wanda. Wanda. Uh, Everyone knows who she is. Scarlet Witch is a stupid name. That's probably why. Uh, It's not the worst. It's not great, but it's not terrible. I mean... Why is Quicksilver called Quick? What's it? What's he got to do with silver? His hair's silver. I guess so, but that seems like really small thread. There, there's definitely worse names in comic book history than fucking Elwanda, yeah, yeah. fucking Scarlet Witch. But yeah, and they want to go with the whole Wonder thing, don't they? So they can have the Wonder Vision. Yeah, I think Wonder is just like it rolls off the tongue a little bit easier. Like she doesn't need an Avenger. It's only really the people that end up kind of dedicating themselves to the Avengers that then end up with a with like a catchy sure, name. Like a monarchy, yeah. Whereas Wanda uh, kind of comes from sad beginnings and then gets her powers. It'd be kind of weird for her after like her family died and her city got dropped. As in her city literally got picked up and dropped. It, it did, and yeah. Like, uh, 
to then be like, I'm Scarlet Witch. Like, it yes. wouldn't really fit her character. No, it wouldn't. It was a very out of place there. So, which is good, because I think, like, people, you know, the MCU's kind of thought about, if it's the real world, what you do, like, Iron Man, the ego, sure. Uh, Captain America, he was, like, given this, this moniker with his powers. He was given this sort of thing. Uh, that it makes sense that you call yourself Captain America and that sort of shit. Like, Falcon. Has he ever actually called himself Falcon? No, that was just the name of the program that built those wings, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, it was yeah. like the Falcon program in uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah. So and he, kind yeah of got, he kind of just got it kind of, a, I guess, adopted onto him. It's like yeah. the way you get a nickname. Yes. Sure. Like, oh, and I think that's where yes. a lot of the MCU names come from, was they actually start off as nicknames. Like, well, apart four, obviously, that's his name. Yeah. Hulk, that got given to Hulk. Yeah, sure. And uh, Ant Man is well, that's kind of an he's like an inherited yeah, he's like, oh, name. He's not even the first Ant Man. Yeah, so well, Wonder Vision is very like I, I'm loving all of it. I do like this new format. It feels so different from the MCU so far. We've got to know. It feels just like so our place in a good way. Um. So yeah. Sorry, go on. Yeah, so, uh, like, I kind of hope that's going to follow suit. I know, I feel like um, the Falcon and Winter Soldier is going to be more traditional Captain America movie stuff happening in it, which isn't bad at all. The Captain America movies were really good. Like, they were, the uh, Winter Soldier is probably the best, like, MCU movie. Like, if you're looking at just movie-making sort of review shit, the Winter Soldier is probably the best movie out of all the MCU movies, really. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't hate that gonna, there's going to be more traditional spy stuff going on, but I really hope Loki and like maybe Hawkeye is going to be just so different and weird and just stri- uh, uh, very different from what the MCU has presented so far. I, yeah, I hope it's going to keep going in this trend. Be like, I, you just can't expect what's going to happen in the shows. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, it's, it's totally what you need it to be. And, like, we're obviously getting a little bit into spoiler territory, so we'll keep going. But, like, the way that it's set out as, like, a sitcom and it's kind of flowing through the decades. I think in this one we were well into the 80s as the way the yes. show was set up as, like, an 80s American-style sitcom. Yeah. Uh, but then that was actually what is happening because Wanda's made this entire reality thing. Yes, uh, and we, the- we've got kind of confirmation absolutely it's all her she's got more power now for some reason she's, she's upgraded a lot she can literally just rewrite reality um which i like because it is really very akin to her comic books because there's there's some crazy stories involving what uh scarlet witch where like house of m where she just like rewrites history. She's like, oh, no more mutants or something. There, there's several iterations where she's just like, I'm going to rewrite the, my reality because I, do, I, I fucking depressed essentially. Because I'm like, I don't like how things are now, so I'm just going to rewrite them. And this is, seems like Wanda is like, now with this show, it's like Wanda's the most powerful Avenger without any question. She's in a way... Or could like hurt her maybe, but she could literally rewrite reality. So I'm like, ah, he's 
he's a little frog dude, which actually happened. But yeah, so I like the fact that it's like they're going, they're going in the fucking basement of the Marvel comics. They're, they're going in the corners and be like, "What's here? What's going on?" And so I, I, I enjoy the fact that this is a no hold bars. They're going to go extreme with this shit. Yeah, and it really is opening the doors for what. Uh, what the Doctor Strange movie that has Wanda in it is going to be, which I can't remember, the Multiverse of Madness. Like, mm-hmm. that's apparently going to be the closest the MCU gets to making a horror movie so far. Yeah, so that's... All the rumours they said, and it's really heading that way in the fact that Wanda is just controlling these people. We had the scene in this latest one where Vision is at his workplace, which have just got computers. Yeah. And they end up picking up an email talking about uh, from Sword talking about what Wanda's doing and Vision like, has to snap the character Norm out of get Wanda out of his head yeah. and he just has a breakdown because he doesn't know where he, he is, he doesn't know where his phone on. is yeah, his, yeah, his mum was in hospital and everything like that and he begs Vision to let him go and uh, it's quite a tough spot because Vision ended up putting him back putting Wanda back into his head yeah yeah, I wonder how this is going because because I also wonder if maybe it'd be crazy, but I'd love it if Wanda was like the the villain in the Doctor Strange movie. I think it'd she's be... probably going to be, or she's going to get herself stuck somewhere, and Doctor Strange is the one who's going to have to go in and kind of pull her out. Like maybe mm. this whole thing is going to expand, and Doctor Strange, because of his magic, is just going to be him. Because we also got confirmation in this episode that that's just Vision's corpse. That is yeah. just, that yeah, Wanda has reanimated because we, and then we had the scene with the dog as well, where her her twins were kind of begging her to re to bring the dog back yeah, to life. Yeah. He would die because he ate a load of leaves, which seemed weird. <laughs> <laughs> it could happen, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but Vision kind of knows what's happening. They had the confrontation before Evan Peters yeah. came in the room. Vision's worked. Well, he do, he hasn't. He doesn't know that he's dead, but. He, is, he knows something's afoot. Something, something strange is going on. Yeah, and he knows like, that Wanda's controlling the entire town. Yeah. And uh, it's just... I think she probably will be the villain. Because I don't really know... Like, someone out, out there will probably know, like, a more deep cut for a villain that could be in Multiverse of Madness. But, like, I don't know one off the top of my head that could realistically be the villain. Yeah. I mean, Doctor Strange's biggest adversary in the comics is um uh who's in who's his like rival in the first film chetatil oh that guy black guy chetatil atifor something like that yeah yeah uh mephisto is it mephisto no mephisto mephisto is someone else uh anyway is is, um i know his name begins with m but i can't fucking remember it yeah he's he's like your rival I, i i hope because the, the guy they have as that character is a really good actor. He's, he's, he's been, I've seen him a villain in several films, and he's really good at it, at playing a villain. So I, I want him to be in it quite a bit. But, yeah, I'd also like if, if Wanda is the villain. Also, uh, so do, you, do you think – what? do you have any more theories about the show, like what's going to happen in the end? I think uh, in the end they're going to need someone to kind of break – this kind of illusion that Wanda has created and like mm. maybe this is how they link Doctor Strange in and he's going to have to turn up at the end. I don't think we're going to see any interaction. 
between Wanda and Doctor Strange in the show. Yeah. I think they're going to save that all of that for the movie. Sure. Um, so maybe that's just how it ends. But I think she's uh, she's going to end up kind of breaking time. I think is really going to be the essence, which is why they're going to have to go through the multiverse. Or she's yes. going to find a way to kind of start jumping between multiverses. Because then that's going to link in nicely with Spider-Man 3, which also, outside of everybody on planet Earth, also has Doctor Strange in it. It and does. There's going, to be, there's going to be multiverses and stuff Yeah. in that. So Wanda's probably going to end up breaking time. Probably, yeah. I can imagine something fucking crazy happening at the end. But I also think I still think there's another villain still at play somewhere in this thing. Like maybe it is Wanda's creation, this world, but maybe someone's convinced her it's like a good idea. Like Mephisto, which is Mephisto in the comics is kind of like the, the version of the devil. And he does. Um, so he, in the, in the comics, he like uh, maybe impregnates. I, I might, I might not be a hundred percent right of this, but I think he, in, with, the children that that um, Wanda thinks she has with Vision is actually Mephisto's like spawn, and it's actually called Billy and Tommy in the comics as well. And they end, to end up being like agent, they end up being like demons essentially. And, um, and Mephisto is like kind of controlling her because she want he wants like powerful spawn to have like these different abilities. And eventually, the twins actually get the abilities of Wanda. Uh, but also like devil abilities, essentially. Um, so I think maybe it could be cool that Mephisto is actually behind Wanda's like breakdown, essentially. I think maybe that's still a possibility. Also, one thing I, I was watching like a random video about like the breakdown of this episode, and in the um, a lot of people think Wonder Man might come into this because uh, in a lot of the um, a lot of the kind of behind the scenes videos that led up to WandaVision, there was a concept art for Wonder Man, like in the background, like far in the background. Loads of people were like found out there was like the Wonder Man's costume. There's a hero I don't know a ton about. I know his basic synopsis where he was like, um, he was a hero that was a, who had like, Super Shrimp and like a movie fast and shit, and but he was a Hollywood actor. And actually, before Vision uh, came about, he died, and Tony Stark uploaded his consciousness into Vision when he was like creating him. So it could be this is also the birth of Wonder Man, who is like quite somewhat important, and he, and he could is important enough to definitely have its own movie about. So maybe there's a lot of people that like, think in the Twitterverse or whatever, that think Wonder Man might come into it at, at some point. Yeah, I think that would certainly be interesting because with the multiverse and with Marvel kind of buying the rights to every, to to their characters back and yeah, everything yeah. like that, they could go in any direction they want now. And so they can bring in kind of the niche people because they, they found out bringing in the niche of people does work, hence Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy, for example. And mm. like it will, it does work. So yeah, bringing in Wonder Man, and you just got to have something. And I think with this being the catalyst for kind of where the MCU's going, bringing in Sword, and yes, uh, which they keep talking about, and and kind of introducing the ideas of the multiverse, it opens the door really for anything. Which is why we saw the 
rumors not long ago that Chris Evans was going to be back as Captain America in the future. Yeah. And, uh, Which, I don't think, I don't really want, I think his ending was pretty spot on, but. So do yeah. I. I wouldn't be, I'd like him to come back in some like really small fashion. Like in like a what if story or something like I wouldn't be annoyed if he was like he showed up as like the Hydra agent in like because I know there was a story I can't remember the name of it like not too long ago maybe like three or four years ago where it was a alternate version of Captain America but he he ended up being a Hydra agent yeah and uh, like I wouldn't be annoyed if he showed up for like two scenes. In like a multiverse sort of thing, but really, I, I am the same page. Like we had our Captain America, we had him for three movies and four Avengers films. Like he was, he he told his story. He like he had a very nice ending. Uh, let's just let him be, you know. Yeah, you just got to learn, like let the character go, maybe. But yeah, if he turns up in a what if, if they're flying through, say they're floating through the multiverse and they land somewhere. And it sets off a load of alarms and then in comes Hydra, Captain America. And then yeah. they, Doctor Strange or whoever then does what he needs to do and floats away through the multiverse. Like that could yeah, open the I'll door a little bit that. because, for example, like in a completely different show, completely different genre, but in Star Trek Discovery, like in season one, they ended up in kind of like an alternate dimension where th- there was like this evil empire on the other side. Yeah. And then that told, like, they, they got through it all, but that told that evil empire that they could, it's possible to do that. So yeah. then there was loads of stories later in the seasons where they had made the jump themselves to kind of take over. So that could be an interesting concept. But yeah. Then they're like, hang on, there's all, that guy clearly just did this, time traveled or whatever. It's possible. Let's invest all our money in this. Mm. So it could tell a good story, but yeah, I don't really want to see too much of Chris Evans. No, no offense to the guy, he's great. Oh, he's fantastic, Captain America. Like, there's no one. I don't think there's anyone on earth who could play a better Captain America than he is. No, he looked the part, and uh, we've obviously he's he chiselled up nicely for it, and he looked yeah. like the the kind of blue collar American guy, didn't he? Blonde hair yeah. and all that. So he, he was and also like picture. interesting. Yeah, no, obviously in Endgame. If you haven't seen Endgame yet, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what are you doing in your life? Like, yeah, Jesus, Jesus Christ! You haven't seen Endgame. You're not a true nerd. You're a fake nerd. You're basically a fucking flat earther. Anyway, so <laughs> yeah, actually, since they've made all the money, I've actually seen that Chris Evans is investing in a um, uh, a company called Starting Point. I want to say. Which is about politics, right? And about politics and uh, like getting just a really good starting point of like this is what the Republican uh, Republican Party is about. This is what the Democracy Party is about. This is what the sorry, um, what's the blue Democrats. Democratic Party is about? Like this is what this politician is actually going for. This is what this politician is going for. This is their main policy, and it's basically a video about. So it's like a Idiot's Guide to Politics in like a really good way, which is definitely me. Like I I know something about politics. Whenever there was a I voted against Brexit, 
I voted for Labour and the Green Party once. But like whenever there was like a uh, vote in England, I kind of studied up about what were their policies. But other than that, I don't pay much attention to politics. But I think this is like a very, well, my point is like this starting point company is so Captain America, it hurts. Like it's such a Captain America thing to do. Like I want everyone to understand what's going on in politics. I don't want everyone to understand what they're voting for. I want it to be land of the free, home of the brave sort of shit. It's like, it's so Captain America, but I love it. Like, it's such a good thing. And also, Tony, oh no, sorry. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. is uh, is actually investing in uh, green, like green energy. Like, ever since they left uh, the Marvel Universe, they just like, they've, they've gone in very, very different ways in like charities. And yeah, uh, Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr., same person in my mind, is like, He's investing in green energy and like oh, all this different ways that we can make the planet more green. I was like, this is such a thematic way for both of those characters to go. Like, really? <laughs> this is exactly what I do in the MCU. Like, Captain America would be like, I want everyone to understand everything. I want everyone to make a free option about apart from lies. And Tony, Tony Stark was like, I don't want war. I just want the world to be like clean and I want the planet to be good through like technology. I was like, this is exactly what those characters would do if they lived longer in the universes. So I think those guys were cast to the team. They 100% were. And like, particularly with Robert Downey Jr., people forget that when the first Iron when he was cast as Iron Man, they were taking a big risk on Robert Downey Jr. They were. Like, he wasn't, he was in a very, very different place in his, mm. in his life and, and, his, and in his career. And uh, yeah, sure. it, it was certainly something that paid off, and he's doing good work. But back to One Division, uh, like the episode that just went down was just so intriguing, and with the twins and their ability to just age themselves up mm. was so weird. And from the moment the first scene happened with the neighbor coming in and just asking, "Do you want me to redo this bit?" Yeah, <laughs> so weird. Yeah, it's weird, but it's the perfect amount of weird. Like everyone's like, oh, you, you, everyone knows, like, oh, we are, we are just puppets in your play. Yeah, and they're not even really pretending anymore. Like, uh, I guess some people have to be like Norm and all the guys at uh, Vision's work. They have yeah. to kind of like act out. I think I think Vision's first clue is that that this isn't a. Um, like a real place was the fact that he'd been going around introducing himself as high i vision <laughs> and no one had batted an eyelid everyone's That's just my like name. oh yeah. vision no what's that name? yeah vision. it's like the scene in a mario movie where he's like what's your name mario first name mario 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 <laughs> mario mario <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you ever seen the mario movie I think I did when I was like eight years old, when I was like really, really young. But I haven't seen it since. I and mean, the only thing I remember is that Bowser's like a gangster in it. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's the only thing I remember. It's a great movie. We should do a watch along with it one day. We should really should. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, you got anything else to say on WandaVision? Oh, really? Uh, I think I think all our, all our ideas have been have been laid out there. Yeah, and they can have them if they want them. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, oh. what's an idea that no one can have? 
ideas for movies and games and shows. We've got we create a list of just some of our greatest brain children, or just ideas that we can spew out into the world and maybe bloom into a perfect flower. I think that's the best segue you've ever done, uh, which lines up great with this idea, which is just best ideas. So, uh, yeah, Ben, lay it on me. What is your first best idea? First idea you actually know about is uh, actually an open world Van Helsing game. I feel like Van Helsing is a, like, a really cool idea, but it hasn't been hasn't been hasn't been explored enough. Like I know there's like a Van Helsing show that I've never watched that seems really shit uh, going really, on now. Really bad. Yeah, I never bothered to watch it because I know you watched it once and said it was terrible. Uh, I know there was a Hugh Jackman film like 2003 or something that was kind of shit. But I still enjoy it. I like. I, I remember. I've, I remember that film with very fond memories. It's one of the films I watched when I was like ten years old, and I was like, "This is so cool." But it's not that great at all, and it could be so much better. But Van Helsing open world video game, where a world like isn't huge. Like I don't want it to be a Skyrim thing. I want it to be, and maybe like three villages and like a big city. You know what I mean? Like um. Like a big city in, say, like The Witcher, where there's some really huge big cities in The Witcher. Like, uh, I can't remember the names, but there, there's several, there's like three big cities in The Witcher world. And I want like one big ass city with several, several alleyways, like several just air, big ass areas which are very like lifelike in the way that cities are. And like three surrounding villages and like paths to them, they know, like, hold kind of foresty paths there's some forest areas stuff like that i don't want i don't want it to be a game you can spend 200 hours in i want to be a game you spend like 40 to 50 hours in and you like can, can complete it but it's a yeah so it's still a big game but uh yeah several like small roads places it should be dense you know it should be it should be very populated there. It, you can go in every house, you can go in every area. There's stories to be told in, in a lot of them. There's little side quests that you can get involved in. Uh, but yeah, areas which are populated by normal people. And there's some areas which are literally just populated by like monsters. There's there's loads of monsters which you can fight. There's vampires and zombies and werewolves and witches and whatever. There's loads. And some... Maybe some even aren't hostile to you. Some even have like a quest you can take under, but they're just not human. And uh, yeah, so it's sort of a mix between like, say, The Witcher, Skyrim. You ever played Castlevania? I played a couple of them. Yeah, I remember Castlevania Lords of Shadow. That's the only one I played. Fucking great game. I love that game. Uh, um, and I also want there to be. Uh, like puzzles, I want it to be literal hard puzzles in the actual game. So eventually, um, eventually the game builds up where maybe you start in one of the villages, you go around the villages for a while, get to the city. The city is overrun by like vampires and whales and shit, and you've got to go to actual. Eventually, you've got to go to Dracula's castle, which is like the final area. And it takes, I don't know, maybe you're playing the story for like twenty hours. And it's always hinted like. Or, or would even be cooler, is if you're in, you're in the starting village and Dracula's castle is so fucking huge, it literally, it's like a skyscraper. 
amongst all these really small, like two to three story buildings. Where the starting area, you can see Dracula's castle. You're like, this is the end game. This is where I'm going to go. You don't get there for like 30 hours. You get you do side quests. You do some shit. You do upgrade your gear. You like obviously there's going to be like I'm thinking first person for this game, and maybe like a shooter, or maybe it should be third person. Like, I don't know. But um, it's really funny. <laughs> and but yeah this is the end game place and it Dracula's castle is going to be incredibly dense like it's going to there's like 20 different floors to it lots of secrets to explore it's going to take you like 10 hours to get through Dracula's castle but that's like the end game sort of thing so it's going to even if you even if you mainline the story it's going to take you like 10 hours to get there so yeah Van Helsing the game got all the ideas for it I think it would be amazing if someone did it. I'd love the shit out of it. And, and it is always, it is always at night. There's like no day. There shouldn't be any daytime. It's always a night. Here we go. I was just trying to find out who owns the Van Helsing rights. Turned out it's Universal. Apparently they bought the rights to Van Helsing in 2006 with a view of starting a franchise. And then it just never happened, but they still own it. Yeah. I mean, there's Universal own Fast and Furious, and there was like a Fast and Furious game this year. So let's get Van Helsing into Fast and Furious. <laughs> the I ultimate mean, prequel. Yeah. Fast and Furious happening in like 1823. Like carriages, horses and carriages. Yeah. Uh, I love it though. I, w- I went in a different direction because I, I sort of went for kind of arcadey to begin with, and I thought, mm. well, boxing is something that people love people love boxing games yeah uh so i decided to do hans christian anderson's punch out and for those (laughs) who don't know who hans christian anderson is he is a he was an author and he's written many stories about characters that you might know and love uh the little mermaid for example oh it's hans christian anderson yeah the ugly duckling hans christian anderson the emperor's new clothes don't know if you've heard of that one but that's it. The Ice Maiden. Loads of fairy tales from him. And he's a Danish guy. But I thought, let's get all these characters together in, like, one place. And wouldn't you like to be the ugly duckling fighting Sebastian the Crab from Little Mermaid? Of course you would. It sounds like a great Switch game. Yeah, it, it does, since the Switch has died a very rapid death. let's kill it off completely Tumbelina, let's get Tumbelina in there fighting someone from Sandman let's get all the fucking fairy tales let's get all the Brothers Grimm shit going on well that was going to be the thing because obviously they end up doing Marvel v Capcom so let's do do Christian Anderson against uh, Brothers Grimm in like the ultimate punch out honestly I'd buy that game I really would enjoy that game yeah, and it's like and how it would play. Obviously, it would play like any kind of arcade. I'm talking about arcades. So when arcades are open again, if they um, ever do, are, uh, arcades, are arcades still going? I didn't know there was this other thing. Don't know, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure it could be there on like Switch. I mean, as arcades you said. are great. I love them, but I just don't. Have they been viable for the last ten years? For the last 20 years, probably. I don't know. Yeah. Well, let, let's try and resurrect it. You, you're yeah, in a pop it. Absolutely. Like, 
instead of all these kids chilling out on street corners uh tossing pennies or around let's get them putting those I pennies know, into I, this I, arcade I, machine yeah and then whilst they play hans christian anderson punch out <laughs> gonna love it <laughs> i want to <laughs> be that thing now i want to be the little mermaid yeah i want to be the little mermaid but it's literally just a joystick and then one a button one b button so it's a proper button masher one's sure. dodge one's punch <laughs> it's just a stick to like duck around and everything it's got really eight bit music yeah yeah oh, that's what that's I, want. A... I want to see fumbelina fucking up you know, right. have you ever played oh what's it called i played it once with a friend um it's like crab fighter which is literally a switch fighting game about you can play as loads of different types of crabs and they have like katana, and you can you can equip them with shit, right? You can equip them with like flails and katanas and spears, and right. And because obviously the switch has like motion controls, you the way you control it is like you swing your arms, and uh, as about the crab is so much fun. <laughs> it's kind of shit. Like it would be shit to play a single player. It wouldn't be fun at all. But like a little drunk playing with like a bunch of friends is so much fun. And they yeah, should do yeah. this with this. <laughs> they should do this where you're like playing as a little mermaid, trying to like flail your tail, playing as fucking Alice in Wonderland, the man has to try to like throw your hat at people. Like, this isn't these are million dollar ideas. Right here, but let's get a let's get one or two done each. Go, Ben. Alright, so uh, I've got three to choose on. So I'm going to actually go with something near and dear to both our hearts. Mass Effect. A Mass Effect series. Mass Effect Netflix series. So uh, it's been floating around for years about uh, a film for Mass Effect. Like I think ever since like Mass Effect 2 or something came out, like everyone was like, and maybe since 2007 or 8, there's been like the idea, like a script or two has been floating around for a Mass Effect film. Fuck that. A film would not work for Mass Effect at all. You want a series. You want like 10 episodes a season. You want, because I think it would just like, fit so much better for a series. Uh, as there's like so much lore, there's so much characters. A lot of the, a lot of the games are based around recruiting people for your mission, right? Like I think even in one, two, and three, there's, there's like times, there's missions where you just catch up this character like, oh, uh, Garrett, I don't know. I can't remember any of my favorite characters' names. Who are you, who are you thinking of? Fane? Is Fane the character? Fane is the uh, assassin. Yes, Fane was my favorite character. Oh, Jack. Or like Miranda yeah. or something. Yeah. Like, you, you recruit these people for your mission of whatever you're doing. And I think it would be work best if like one episode in a season was dedicated to that character because they just have some time to like grow. They have some time to to actually be a character, because in like a two-hour movie, where imagine, imagine putting ma- any of the Mass Effects into like a two-hour movie, it would suck, right? It'd be be like, months, it would. There's like twenty hours of story condensed into two hours. Like, there's no way you could you can really do it and make it good. There's, there's literally there is so many tricks you can do as like a writer, but there's. It just wouldn't be as good. It'd be like when they tried to make Death Note into a film. It was shit. And it would. like the, So, a series. A series for each of the each of the games. Also, like, obviously, you have three games. 
Andromeda doesn't count, even though it wasn't a, it, Andromeda is totally underrated, but it doesn't count. I'm talking about the main trilogy. And also, I think you can even do like two or three extra seasons, seasons about other things. Like maybe there's another season building up to the uh, Reaper attack. Uh, uh, where you put Mass Effect 3 into like two seasons or something. There, there's so there's a lot of things you do. I think you can get at least like six seasons out of a Mass Effect show. It'd be fantastic. And it'll be and I want and it would give enough time for these characters that deserve to shine. Like there, there are great characters in Mass Effect that that really deserves their time where you can even do like two episode arcs on like Thrall or Miranda or whatever. Or or even the shit that happens in the beginning of Mass Effect 2, which is insane. Like, the the, the Normandy, the hero crew completely dies, except Joker, I think. And you get killed and rebuilt. You can do two episodes about that. It'll be, it'll be fascinating. And more, also, a more uh, focus on elusive land. I thought it was, he was good in the series. But I think that there was lots more story to be told with the elusive man and his organisation. So... Series, it could be great. Like six seasons of I don't want it to be like eight or nine seasons. I think six seasons for a Mass Effect should be perfect. There I mean you're gonna add like one or two extra villains in there's gonna be like one or two seasons which are out of the games. But I think that's good for the amount of lore the Mass Effect has. Like I think that's really good. Like you should have that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, and it opens up to the prequels because, like, mm. when the, during the first Mass Effect, when they're on about making you like potentially the first human spectre, and humanity hadn't been around, hadn't discovered the Mass Effect relays uh, oh, yeah. until like quite fairly recently, so yeah. everyone's still really wary of humans. Like, let's get a series about the humans finding yeah. it. Totally, you can do like one, yeah season about human humanity's inter- integration into like the community you definitely do that i think the problem with mass effect 2 and uh, and this isn't actually a problem with it because the story's great the unfortunate thing is it is just space suicide squad it is like that's yeah. the entire thing is like putting together this ragbag team like the third they've had to go like outside the law like the only reason you guys don't get arrested is because you have a good relationship with the council, uh, depending on what your choice was in the first game. And yeah. uh, so they kind of leave you alone, but you, you're just working for the bad guys and putting together like, no, everyone is signing up to die. That's literally the whole reason Fane signs up because he's already dying. Yeah. So, so that it's like, yeah, I'll join you. I'll die in space. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's bad. Like I think, also, maybe I that'll think, be, I think my point that'll is, be like season four. Yeah, huh? it just holds it back because they're already redoing Suicide Squad <laughs> again. Yeah. So it would but hold it back it, for a long time. It's not like loads of things, loads of things in films are just Suicide Squad. If you, if you think about it like redactively, like loads of stuff is just like, this is a suicide mission. Like I don't, I, I don't think it would have any flack for like having this sort of story. And also, you could build up characters for like four seasons and have them die. And this could be like a season four could be like the yo shit season where like loads of shit happens. And at the end, three or four characters that you've loved for like four seasons could die. Like that could be like one of the pinnacles. Because Mass Effect 2, 
is the best Mass Effect. There's no no if or buts about it. Mass Effect Two is one of the finest, in my in my opinion, one of the best video games ever made. So, and it also could be, and it's got probably the best story. Um, Mass Effect One actually has has got a really good story. Also, one of the things going on a bit of a tangent, change the ending. Like do something else with the Mass Effect ending because it was shit. Like I don't give a fuck about what updates they added, which gave a bit more, a little more depth to it. Your Mass Effect ending is still shit. So also, it's going like a completely different direction to, to keep speaking for five more minutes. Is um, you could also do like a bit of a choose your own adventure sort of thing. You could to keep in kin with the game. You can do like a what Black Mirror Bandersnatch sort of thing where. You make choices as the viewer, like maybe one episode or something like that. Or like maybe not even that, maybe free a season, which is integral and changes a lot of shit. But this is also asking a lot. And this is also... Yeah, that's the other thing. It is somewhat unrealistic, but people would be interested. Say if this was a thing where it went on for like seasons and seasons where you have choices which are like, in this, I chose this character to die in episode three. In someone else's viewing of it, he's still around in episode four, right? People would be interested. I think it would make money. Like, people would be, it would be the zeitgeist sort of thing. That would be the tough thing with Mass Effect uh, and what's probably held it back from becoming a series or a film. A film in particular is uh, the lack of choice when yeah. it's a game all about choices like mm. everything up until the ending of mass effect 3 pretty much every action has a consequence and not just yes. a consequence in that game the consequences are felt sometimes up until the third game yes and like all because you could load your save file in so it would then change the game depending on your choices who, which character did you pick to die in Mass Effect 1? Who did you fall in love with? Who did you punch at a random moment? And that comes sure. back to bite you, like, or comes back to help you in the future game. So you'd be taking that away. So I think, like, unless they're going to do, like, a Bandersnatch thing, which unfortunately didn't really work, apparently, like, for the success of the Black Mirror movie. Like, yeah. how do you still incorporate choice? Like, first off, shepherd could be male or female because who whatever you pick you're gonna piss people off there i mean you're always gonna whatever you fucking do in the in this world while while twitter and facebook are a thing and instagram you're gonna piss people off but also like why do you fucking care like do some daring shit yeah i think that's what that's what oh you're gonna get some bad comments even if you were fucking inventing clean energy you'd get negative comments so, I don't think that's that's the first, that is a big hurdle for the Mass Effect thing though because it's an entire game about choice. So yeah. you'd I think the only way a Mass Effect series or film exists uh, is if they redo if they do brand new characters. And I yeah. think that's what, obviously I think that's the smartest thing to do because everyone loves the story so much and mm. notoriously filmmakers take game stories and 99% of the time, fuck it up. They do. <laughs> like, we're looking at the, the Assassin's Creed film, which is horrendous compared to what Assassin's Creed actually is. is. You're, you're, and Assassin's Creed, like, you're taking the least interesting part about Assassin's yeah. Creed and making it so I feel about it. It was like, 
all right, none of this. Uh, no, no, some of it, some of it was in like a somewhere, but wasn't the, wasn't was the stat like fifty minutes out of every hour was actually in the in the present? Yeah, but fuck knows where I remember that was. Like I watched it, and I'm pr- I'm pretty sure I didn't know what I like. Maybe watched it like a year after it came out, and I was like, I fell asleep during it. So. Uh, yeah, it, it was it was bad. So I think they would have to do brand new characters just so you could get over the hurdle of the of that you're taking the choice away from the viewer. Yeah, but I don't I don't think I don't think it's completely unrealistic. I think you could use you could use you some could of the same characters, some okay. choices, right? Maybe 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 limit them. Maybe literally just like two a season where like. Where this character would die, and then they're always going to be impactful, but they're just going to reshoot scenes, right? And just do things where, but yeah, I don't think it's 100% unrealistic. I think it's like 20% unrealistic where this could be a thing. But you, you would have doable. a lot of money. It's just a also, lot like of Netflix makes like Star Trek Discovery, you'd be on this, I feel like you'd be on the same budget, but obviously without. We're having to shoot extra stuff, and um, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a pipe dream, but I think it's a good pipe dream. Like that, this show was to be real. People would love it. People would be so into it. Yeah, like I I agree. And uh, for for my before we ride off into the podcast sunset, uh, my last one was going to be an idea, but I decided Ben that the best thing that we could do for us. I thought of something that would actually benefit us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, and I went in the direction of how the games make super easy money. So I thought we could take Tetris and jazz it up with a load of cartoons of ourselves, put in some kind of like cool animations of like when the blocks link in nicely, there's a cool explosion and there's like fake uh, like slime all over your screen and stuff. But the main thing is that people only get to do like 30 bricks a day unless they pay us money and then they get unlimited bricks. So I thought of a mobile (laughs) game called Naked Men's Tetris. Yeah. Yeah. Which is us in different like sexual positions. Yeah, yeah, like we're we're animated on the side, and like all of our like our wacky slogans like coming out of our mouths in like text form. We could introduce a story where you're going to different like lands around um, recruiting different sandbox girls, and then you just have to complete each (laughs) level. But it's easier for you if you pay us money for unlimited goes. You know how Candy Crush used to exploit people? Yeah, I mean, how every mobile game has ever existed in the last three years. Every mobile game ever, I would bet my life on it, has like some pay-to-win bullshit right now. Yeah, no, you call it pay-to-win, I call it pay-to-enjoy. Yeah. And there's like a thing where it's like, okay, you want unlimited bricks? Well, it's seven pounds a week. For unlimited bricks. <laughs> That's and then, a lot. That's a lot. But then there's, like, there's also some adverts. You could pay us two pounds a week to get rid of the adverts. Yeah. I mean, this is a very high demanding because this is just Tetris, right? With our, our beautiful naked bodies. 
Well, I don't know if we're going to be able to allowed to call it Tetris. So we might have to call it like naked men's brick fun. Naked, yeah. Yeah. And once maybe you run like what you could do. You could do like loot boxes as well. We have us in like different positions with like Bruce Willis and who else we talked with Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell is going to be a rare. It's like that is the rarest sort of position you can get in. Who else we talked about a lot in the podcast? Gary Busey, Nicholas Cage. Gwyneth, but I don't think Gwyneth would be there. I think Gwyneth would yeah. be like on the sidelines, sipping on yeah. some like unicorn blood. To like, as like power ups. But we get, get Goop to advertise for us. So if, you, yeah. if you don't pay to have the adverts removed, it's all just Goop adverts. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, and then we could do a sequel, like the easy one, which is literally just Candy Crush, whatever that game's called, like Connect. Four kind of thing. You know the ones I mean. We have to like switch sure. things to try and get four in a row, same shape. So that could be like the follow up. But what it yeah. actually is is just it's just all butts. But you have to line up the same butts. Yeah, the same like amount of shit on a butt. So that one is free shit particles, and that one has a full log log coming out. Yeah. But here's the twist. Yeah. You can't. You can't. No matter how much you pay us. You can't actually win <laughs> because you just make the the you just make the levels like self-generating. So there's actually no yeah. end point. Yeah, it, it goes on forever. We yeah, have games ingrained into your mind. You have to be as addictive as humanly possible to the point where I want this game to be so addictive that the government has to legislate on it. Yeah, it's all like Fortnite. They have to be like you can't. Or, or Overwatch with loot boxes, like you can't. We're gonna ban this because one once that happens, we're gonna be at least twenty millionaires. At least, like if not more. Like I think if we 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 can easily surpass that. Yeah. And then then the, what will happen is uh, the game will get taken down from like the app stores. So people will then be selling their phones with the game loaded on. Because they never deleted it for like thousands of pounds online. Yeah, we were like that PT. Yeah, exactly. So that that will then happen, and uh, it'll be the greatest game of all time. Naked men's brick fun. That sounds great. We're definitely gonna make the most money out of your idea. Yeah, it's the worst game ever made, but still. Yeah, but so like, there's there's a lot of really bad games that make loads of money. Um, so your ideas are gonna be more successful than mine. My ideas are going to be fantastic, but they're not. Maybe not going to make idea make that much money. But maybe we should do all four, make lots of money first, and then if we can be bothered, do my ideas. What we'll do, we'll we'll launch uh, Hans Christian Andersen's Punch Out first. Mm. Then the same. This, then we can do the advert that says from the studio that bought you Hans Christian Andersen's Punch Out comes naked men's brick fund yeah and then we buy the rights to mass effect yes which i don't make in, <laughs> you, in you play you play they're gonna be worth the same as woolworths yeah and then you uh you get to play miranda so we just have oh, yeah. a really tight cat suit uh, absolutely <laughs> and i'll play grunt but i'll have um no makeup, I'll just be like wearing cardboard boxes to make me look bigger. 
Yeah, and we have Sam Rockwell to play both female and male Shepherd. Yeah. This is actually just the Mass Effect porno. <laughs> I wonder if there definitely is a Mass Effect porno, right? There's porn of everything. I can't remember what that rule is. The internet rule. I think it's like, like 42 or something. It's cool. <laughs> Well, ladies and gentlemen, whilst we go find out if there's any Mass Effect porn, uh, thank you very much for listening to the the Naked Men returning after a little bit. Uh, Sorry, schedules are being tricky. Uh, That's a good excuse, right? Yeah. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, whatever. So, uh, as always, you can find Rogue Opinions at Rogue underscore Opinion. Go back through the archives and everything. Uh, You can find me at Nathan Greenaway. Uh, By the time this has gone up, my first episode of my new podcast called That Ain't Sport will be up. Uh, it's a scripted comedy podcast about uh, American-style sports news show. Uh, you can find it at That Ain't Sport on Twitter or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Just search for That Ain't Sport and you'll see it there. Uh, I'm sure Ben will be appearing in an episode uh, oh. soon down the line. But otherwise, Ben, where can people find you and what have you got going on? Uh, ben underscore E-B-R-T on Instagram and Twitter. I have some things going on, but nothing on the right, there is, yeah, there, there's, there's things going on eventually, but not in the next couple of weeks, I think. <laughs> well, we'll be we'll be back next week. We promise. Uh, we'll be back. Oh. I shouldn't I shouldn't promise, should I? Oh, we'll be yeah. All right, we'll, we'll be back. Uh, thank you very much promise. for listening, guys. <laughs> promise, guys. Bye. Bye.